Cartridge Audio. My name is Trevor Strunk. I'm at Hagelbon on Twitter. Um, and with us today, I have Trent and Roger Clark uh, ready to talk with us about rhythm games and uh, what what appeals to them about rhythm games, just the whole the whole gamut. Um, thanks, guys, for coming on. Thank you. My na- this is Trent. Thanks. This is my voice, so you guys can uh, hear what yeah. I'm <laughs> And this is Roger. All right. And apparently we all sort of sound the same, so uh, good luck uh, <laughs> distinguishing throughout. It's the generic gamer male voice. Gamer yeah. male voice. <laughs> gamer male voice. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to let this be your guys' thing when we talk about the, the games, because it, it really is your expertise, and we you know want to hear from you guys a lot. So um, okay. I'll, uh, I'll ask you guys questions, but... You know, I'll start with some questions, but we can really kind of let it go where it goes. Um, I'm just uh-huh. kind of interested in what you guys think about rhythm games, since I haven't covered them almost at all um, on okay. the the blog or the podcast yet. And actually, once you guys mentioned it uh, on Twitter, it was something that I kind of realized I probably should be thinking about a little more. So we can kind of start at the beginning with them, uh, just in terms of appeal, what you think makes them interesting, um, anything you want to talk sure. about. Sure. Dude, how about we start with our own... I guess experiences with with rhythm games. I know a little bit about Roger. Uh, what about yeah. you, Trevor? Uh, you know, mostly like um. So I guess we can start. Uh, so Roger, you're like DDR, right, Roger? Yeah. So I, I'm really into DDR. Uh, I've I've gone through periods where I've been not quite as into it, and periods where I've been more obsessed with it. But I've been playing since around 2002, so that's wow. 15 years. Okay. Um, and basically since the first year, I've been serious about it. Uh, serious as in competitively. Um, mm-hmm. I've played in a lot of tournaments, hosted a lot of tournaments. I own two dance machines, uh, a Dance Dance Revolution machine and wow. a Pump It Up machine. Cool. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's something that I think has made a pretty big difference in my life. I, I don't think I would be the same person without it. Um, I remember... I've always been obsessed with video game music. I think that the music is probably one of the best parts about games. And mm-hmm. I remember when I was a kid, I, I was I was like that kid who would record the audio from Super Mario Brothers or <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy games to, to <laughs> tapes or, or, or whatever, to, to listen to it when I wasn't actually playing the game. And... That was kind of my thing growing up. I didn't really listen to regular music. I just kind of listened to video game music all the time. So when I found rhythm games through DDR, I, I, a friend of mine showed it to me one day at the mall and was like, dude, you, you got to check this out. Like He was also really into video game music, and he said, yeah, you, you just got to check this game out. And it was just... It was... I had played like Parappa the Rapper or things like that before where there were there was like a rhythmic component. Sure. But it the thing that stuck out about me about DDR, that stuck out to me about DDR was that the music was the entire point of the game. 
there there was there was really no other point except to <laughs> stare at the screen and read the notes of the music and move your body to the music and the the I, I have a lot to say about this particular experience in general, but I think the most appealing thing to me about rhythm games is is how much it synchronizes various parts of your of your experience, right? Mm. So you have yeah. Uh, you have the visual aspect, you have the auditory aspect, you have the input aspect, and all, everything that you're thinking, everything that you're doing is all kind of synchronized. It's all kind of, uh, kind of poured down the same funnel um, in a way that I think that other video games can't match. I, th- I think a- that... Yeah, it's a very yeah, enveloping. It's a very enveloping experience, and I was thinking about this earlier. All, all of your senses are locked into like what's going on, and you can't stop until that song's done. And it's, it's, yeah, exactly. Hmm. So for you guys, I mean, definitely in terms of DDR, but like I'm, I'm thinking about other games too. Like, do you, to, I wonder if, if either of you would have a different question, a different answer. But I guess I'll, I'll ask Trent since it might direct right into your experience. Um. So, like, for you, do rhythm games need to have the um, the sort of, like, uh, body element as well? Like, something like, um, I'm thinking, I don't know, I'm trying to think of other games, like, uh, well, even something like, um, I guess Guitar Hero has it, but something like, um, people are interested in, like, uh, Ropa, which is, like, mm-hmm. rhythm uh, game slash shoot 'em up sort of thing. Um, but to you, is, like, is a rhythm game not a rhythm game unless it actually includes, like, some physical movement as well? Um, I would say no. I, I I don't have a super ton of experience with rhythm games that aren't very um, muscle memory focused. Uh, I guess I mean they're all kind of muscle memory focused, but but I mean like the big body experience. Like uh, I'm thinking of Elite Beat Agents is coming to mind right now, right? That's that's kind of a smaller contained experience on the DS. Yeah. And I would I would totally I would totally put that in the camp with the rest of the. The rhythm games, but for me, I think I might be with with Roger a little bit, and that I I find the complexity of what you're actually doing with your body to be the most interesting thing. So so Roger is, is very interested in in DDR and kind of owning the the machines and and you know using it that way. When I played DDR, uh, I had my friend's PS2 and we played it with the controllers just with our fingers. And, <laughs> oh yeah, because that's, that's we had great yeah, too. Yeah, and, and that was that was really fun, and I loved it, and that was my first rhythm game experience. But uh, I mean, just to skip forward in my timeline, it's, it's the rock band drums is what I okay. is what I really play and, and have thousands of hours in. But uh, nice. but but yeah, I would say all rhythm games, even something like Audio Surf, I would I would say yes, that's that's a rhythm game. It's it still has that same kind of experience, even if it is a little bit different. But but yeah, okay. There's, yeah, I mean that's fascinating because, like, you know, when you talk about, and both of you use this language about uh, the way that these games like envelop you, right? Or, 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 uh-huh. I don't know, kind of immerse you in a way that other games don't necessarily. Mm-hmm. And I think it's true. Like, you know, there's a there's a way in which you know there's a kind of classic way of understanding video games where like you know you move the controller or whatever when you're trying to make Mario jump or whatever, um, and it doesn't do anything. It's just like it's just kind of naturally what you do. Whereas rhythm games actually give you something to do with your body at the same point. Yeah, they, um, they move you. Mm. I, I think that's that's a really interesting uh, 
kind of perspective to put on rhythm games is that when you're playing Mario or you're playing a, a shooter or something, you're you're directing you're directing the machine to do something. You're directing a character to do something. And with with rhythm games like DDR or Rock Band, those kinds of games, which are you know people used to compare them to Simon Says, but I I, I think it's kind of like a I think it's more I think it's more complex than that. When you yeah. you sort of the game is the one that's giving you the instructions and you are executing those instructions. And I think there's a really kind of incredible thing that happens there where as you receive and process and execute these instructions, essentially there's, there's a part of you that's kind of becoming the machine hmm. and Interesting. like on a, on a sort of like cyber futurist level, I think that really appeals <laughs> to me. Yeah. Um, but I think that, that that whole i think the the enveloping part the the sort of like all encompassing experience that rhythm games have if if you contrast it with other kinds of games like fighting games you can play a fighting game with the sound off or you can play um there there are just there there are things that in each genre of these games that are not quite as important as the other parts where you have like an RPG, maybe the visual aspect is important and the music is important, but maybe the, the input is really just kind of, you're not really thinking that hard about it. Right. Or with, with a fighting game, you have, you're thinking really, really, really hard about the input and a little bit about the visuals and not much about the sound. And with a puzzle game, you're thinking a lot about the visuals maybe a little bit about the input, not at all about the sound. And I think, to just reiterate my point, I think that the whole all-encompassing synesthetic experience that you get with rhythm games is is the thing that I love about them. I, I totally agree with you. It's it's It sets it apart from, from everything out there, really. Uh, and with, I guess, Rock Band and DDR and Guitar Hero specifically for me, but yeah. I like how you described it as synesthesia, and I guess, um, you know, going back to Rock Band and going back to... Because I can definitely see it in terms of what Roger's saying about DDR, um, having played a little bit myself, um, but just, like, at malls and stuff, so as, like, a, a dilettante. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm thinking about um, the ways in which that, you know, encourages a sort of, like, mind-body connection that tunes out everything else. Um, but it's true that, like, Rock Band does the same thing. There's a kind of, like, synesthetic quality where, you know, you're sort of, like, playing sound, you're touching sound, or there's a tactile element to the sound, even if the, the, the game itself isn't, like, literally, you know, the same as playing drums or something like that. Um, yeah. I wonder if you can... I, this is kind of a cliche question, but maybe maybe we can take it in a different direction, um, or a new direction. I wonder if you can talk to me a little bit about that, like, that disconnect, where you have... Um, you know, people who will talk to you about Rock Band or Guitar Hero and say, like, well, it's not the same as like, oh, actually playing yes. an instrument. Where, like, of I, course it's yeah. not, but it's still something, right? I, I have so much to say about that. It's, <laughs> yeah, be, because, so, when I started playing rhythm games, uh, it was specifically with Guitar Hero 2, I think, when I got really interested in, into it. And it kind of, in a weird way, before that, uh, before I was, like, you know, an early teenager, I didn't really care that much about music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Guitar Hero 2, it, it just I, it just made me, I was addicted to it, really. And, and it made me really care about music in a, in a weird way, because I started to 
uncover all those notes and and really pay close attention to music and and it kind of sparked that interest and and it and it really grew from there to the point where fast forward a couple of years I'm <laughs> I'm not playing guitar hero anymore I'm playing actual guitar and actual drums but right. the so so the funny thing about that that whole hey you should play guitar hero instead of or you you should play guitar instead of guitar hero because you're wasting your time yeah you could you could literally say that about anything it's it's a very childish argument uh, you could say you should stop playing diablo 3 and you should go to college for uh, uh <laughs> philosophy because you can use that in your life i mean it's it's you could draw that connection anywhere and it's silly and the only reason they draw that connection is because there's guitar hero in the name it's a it's a fake guitar but it doesn't really have a one-to-one parallel with guitar but with drums it's really interesting because when you're playing the rock band drums and you're telling someone to actually go play real drums, there's almost kind of a, a real argument there. Hmm. With the rock band drums, you're you're actually learning real drum chops. You're actually learning to play the kick pedal like you would play a real drum. It's just like a toy version. And in a way, <laughs> you're spending all this time building up your chops. You, you're, you're learning new patterns. You can actually, if, if you put someone in front of a drum kit they can actually do some stuff but they're going to be doing it incorrectly uh it but it, still it's still a silly thing right and you're getting in kind you're getting into like a, a kind of philosophical argument of like what am i doing with my life should i be playing rock band or should i be playing drums and and you really i think personally it doesn't fucking matter really it's like if you just want to have fun and play rock band drums and play real drums i don't I don't think it really matters. It's, it's you know, what what do you want to do with your time? But mm-hmm. uh, I guess I guess that's kind of how I view the two, the the whole argument of what should you be doing with your time with these video games versus playing real instruments. I I think there's there's other stuff to say about that too. Like the the if you get really good at one of these things, if you get really good at at rock band drums, for instance, or 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 Guitar Hero or DDR, like the the mindset that you have to have in order to get really really good at something like this is a sort of skill in itself. Oh, you're totally you, right. you, yes. You you build the skill of okay, I see what I did wrong here on like a microscopic level, and I'm going to correct that next time uh-huh. I execute this, which is just going to be in the next two or three minutes when I do this thing over and over and over again for the next right. four or five hours, <laughs> and that's. <laughs> that that drive to kind of like meticulously correct very small errors in in execution i think that even if even if playing the game itself didn't get you any skills that thing can be applied to everything that you do and yeah. it's it's a very valuable kind of way of thinking about things and i, I have something to say on that too uh, just just as an example with Guitar Hero, you can take a, a song and actually, I think it's this is in Rock Band. You can they didn't have any Guitar Hero. You can you can take a song. It'll you can go into practice mode. It'll break it down section by section, verse by verse, and you can slow it down. It'll slow it down to fifty percent, and you can work your way up to practice the really hard passages. And I found myself uh, you know doing this for certain parts of the song because you have to. Eventually, you start to learn. I kind of 
real life discipline in there mm. yeah. by this yeah, repetition. Definitely. And it directly translated to, because uh, I, I got to a point in the game where it's like, if you don't go into that practice mode, you're not going to get that full clear. You're not going to get the score that you want to post on scorehero.com. You're not going to get anywhere. So <laughs> It's all about posting scores, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, and, absolutely. And so when I was playing guitar, I would notice immediately before I even, I didn't need training. I didn't need someone to tell me this. I'm like, I'm going to take things slow. I'm not going to just read the tabs and play this without a metronome. I'm going to start at 50% like they did in Rock Band. And it's like, you know, I could easily see myself passing that up if I didn't do that in a weird way. But yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say the same thing happens with DDR training mode or, or we have, we have a simulator called step mania, which is like DDR for, it's like an open source version of DDR. And basically you can have every song ever and kind of stare at it forever. Uh, I, I feel like when I, when I get up in the morning, a lot of times the first thing I do is I play step mania, which might be a little insane, but it's, it's it's a great way to, yeah, it's a great way to get my mind into the kind of the meticulous perfection mindset and just kind of like get the get things going. But also I feel like, yeah, if, if you don't do those practice things, if you don't do those the training mode, then you're not going to be able to to hit the the top level of play. You're not you're not going to be one of the best. And I yeah, I, I feel like with before rhythm games, I never thought about how to get good at anything. I was just I was just a, a teenager who yeah. kind of was okay at some things and kind of was okay <coughs> at others and really bad at everything else and I didn't really have any idea why. It was it was like okay, well, I happen to have these skills in this area but none in this area and it never occurred to me that the reason why I had them is because I practiced them and the reason why I didn't have others is because I didn't practice them. And, oh, wait, maybe if I wanted to have certain skills, I could just go practice them. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I I think you can get that with any kind of competitive gaming. But playing, playing like, a platformer or an RPG, it isn't directly giving you this kind of, like, it's not giving you this path toward the perfect goal, right? Where rhythm games, it's like, it's pretty clear when you see the results screen, oh, wait, this is how far away I am from being absolutely perfect. Yeah. And you you have a pretty clear way to get there. Yeah, it's interesting, because I, I think, like, one of, uh, I mean, a lot of things there, but one of the immediate things, uh, I'm thinking about, you know, why isn't that the case with platformers? And obviously, on one hand, it's just because, like, platformers don't give you those percentages at the end, like notes missed and stuff like that. Um but on the other hand, like, or, or Steps Missed, uh, which, I mean, in terms of DDR was almost always, like, over 50% for me. I was miserable with that <laughs> when I was, uh, like, a junior in high school. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's like, there's there's a way in which, like, I'm, I'm thinking back to this weird game. I can't even remember the name of it, but it was some, like, it was some forgettable, um, uh, basically, arcade port of, uh, of like, a, um, you know, I, I don't know what to call these things, but basically, like, a first-person shooter where you have the gun. Um, like a time Light crisis gun. kind of thing. Like gun game, yeah. like a yeah, rail shooter. Gun game, thank you. Um, and so it was basically a port of that onto onto the PlayStation. Um, but it was incredibly hard. Like if you didn't, if you basically got hit a couple of times, you'd just die. Um, <laughs> so the d- difficulty level was obscene. But for whatever reason, I stuck with it, and it eventually sort of ended up being sort of like 
the same experience I have with rhythm games where like I know something's coming up and I know I have to get my target into that exact place. Mm-hmm. It's a way of sort of like nailing down this particular um, string of commands in order to execute like the game itself. But it seems to me like you can't really do that with most games, right? Like you can't put out like a Dark Souls game is difficult, but it's not difficult in that way, right? You can make mistakes, you can have different outcomes. Um, yeah, you have to yeah. do the exact same thing. Um, and so it's just like, it's it's kind of incredible The when we talk about difficulty, we don't think about rhythm games necessarily, but they're also kind of the most punishing level of difficulty outside of something like oh, yeah. where you're playing against other people. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the level of difficulty in high-level rhythm gameplay, like the hardest songs on DDR right now are just look look this stuff up anyone who's listening look up uh <laughs> egoism 440 challenge by i am chris for life on youtube he's he's like the world champion look look that stuff up that's that it's impossible like i i can barely <laughs> even do that with my fingers and is he, is he still going i am chris for life yeah he's he still he's posting videos and stuff yeah he uh he lives around here we play together a lot and really? uh, oh, that's cool. cool yeah he he won the world championship and Going back to to our our discussion about practice uh, a few few minutes ago, he was talking to me recently about how he went home one night and was playing that same song, the one I just mentioned, on Step Mania for like six hours straight. And that's that's just what you have to do in order to get to that level uh, <coughs> in these games. But it's it's with DDR you have that with with Beat Mania 2DX you have the same thing where the best players in the world are doing things that almost none of the players can actually do. Like mm-hmm. the hardest DDR songs, I, I'm I'm really good, and some of that stuff, I I can't even pass it, and it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, you watch those screens. I remember I remember just watching some of them, or like I can think back to moments where like I'd be playing a song and I would get too confident in myself because I'd do well on an easier song. And then, like, you know, try something harder, <clears throat> and I'd end up just, like, watching notes go by. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And just, like, that experience of watching the arrows go by and thinking, like, how in the world could you make your feet do that? <laughs> it's just, it's wild. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, like, not an experience that any other genre has. Yeah, and it's it's the, it's exactly the same in Rock Band as well. Yeah, so in terms of Rock Band, I'm actually interested. So there's this, um, the one of the people I just talked to was a guy, uh, uh, Scott Benson, who developed uh night in the woods um or was co-developed night in the woods um it's an interesting game uh it's really fun but there's one element in it which is like sort of um a lot of people comment on it because it's like it's basically just a narrative game it's sort of like a um a lot of people describe it sort of like a visual novel there's not a lot of difficulty in it necessarily um but there's a rhythm mini game and the rhythm mini game's actually like pretty difficult not in like a a total sense in terms of like what we're talking about here it's certainly not um but when you experience it because you don't expect it you're immediately pretty bad at it um and you only get one shot and then later on there's a moment like at the very end of the game where they give you yeah um you're playing bass in the band and you're sort of feeling it it's your third song you know how to do it now um and in the end of the song they give you the developers give you this ridiculous bass solo that's just really difficult (laughs) And you just have to watch it go by, and it's immediately like a, a shot, a shot back in your confidence. And yeah. the way he described it, he said, "Yeah, like the point of that is, it's about the fact that like you're playing basically a screw up 
in your main character, she goes back to she you know drops out of college, goes back to her hometown, doesn't know what she's doing with her life, and she never like she's very charming and a good person, but like she doesn't know how to practice or commit herself to anything. And base is the same way, and so he's like, so he wanted the player to feel that. Um, I guess it's sort of like that level of discipline, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you sort of understand? I guess That's this is how I cool. turn the question. How do you understand like what Rock Band's trying to tell you? Like, is do you think like the point of Rock Band is simply as like a party game, or is that level of discipline and perfection baked into like what the developers want you to do with it that's that's interesting i i haven't thought about it like that um yeah i don't know it's it's hard to say i don't know if they if they thought that far down the rabbit hole i i know that a lot of what the high-end gameplay in rock band is is actually uh i i it's it seems to be very much catered towards um, the dedicated crowd, and you see that in the fact that when you go to download the music and it sorts by genre, like <laughs> right, seventy percent of the music in there is, is metal. <laughs> so uh, it's it's very clear that there's an audience that's being catered towards. I don't know if it's if it's a commentary like that, but um, uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm not sure actually. I was gonna say they they had to be thinking about it. I, I feel like the the people who made Rock Band they they're they're clear fans of rhythm games, and I don't I don't know how you could not build that into your rhythm game if you built something like that. I, I feel like it's just they had to have been thinking about how to get people as obsessed with it as they possibly could. True. Yeah. Yeah. If if you uh, I was just gonna say, if if you have an endpoint that is uh, so so far away, uh, out of reach, then you have that drive <laughs> to reach that endpoint, and it's for me, it's like almost never ending. <laughs> I just want to keep going there and playing more and more. But yeah, well, it's it's this fascinating thing because like you know the way you guys describe rhythm games is like it really is. And, you know, this. I don't want to actually, I don't have any sort of negative thing to say about rhythm games. I think, you know, the way you're describing them kind of fits into what I've felt about them in the past. It's good to get sort of a vocabulary for it. So thank you for that. Um, I think, like, one of the things that you're describing, though, like, when you're talking about, um, you know, how it makes you committed and how it makes you disciplined and how they're sort of like, Roger earlier was talking about this, like, mind machine sort of like um synthesis that happens when you're when you're like really in it right and it's kind of like mm-hmm. discipline to minutia it is like this i mean you know people sell books for how to do this this is like what people want in the workplace now this is like what you know capitalists yeah. or however you want to think about it um they want you yeah. to be disciplined they want you to sort of be like mind machine there's a kind of like mania towards it uh, what trent like you're what you were just describing about like the goal being so far away but you being obsessed yeah. with reaching the goal anyway i mean this is like people would love to bottle that so like it's just interesting i guess i don't know this isn't a question but more just like a a, a, a request for for uh, guidance from you guys but like it's just amazing that rhythm games seem to be able to elicit this but a lot of things in our society aren't yeah so i i do have some stuff to say about that um as i as I've gotten older, it's changed so much for me, and I'm, I'm interested to hear how Roger, um, what Roger thinks about this too. When I was younger and started playing these games, I was very much into the competitive aspect of it. I was on Score Hero every day. I was learning new finger patterns for the Guitar Hero. I was watching 
I am Christopher Light's videos on the Guitar Hero. I was watching uh-huh. everyone's videos to see how they strummed, how they held their hand on the guitar. Uh, I was I was modifying my guitars, opening them up. I was putting like uh, pieces of plastic in the buttons so they would squish a little bit easier. I put <laughs> felt in my like third Guitar Hero guitar so it would make less of a clicking noise, but <laughs> also a little bit different clicking noise. Like it, the obsession was crazy and. I just I wanted to you know get full clears uh, which is 100% without missing any notes and uh, keeping that streak. I wanted to you know do all that stuff when I was younger and <clears throat> that drive was there. I guess that that capitalistic drive, right? <laughs> that, sure, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I, I don't. And I was I was like that with the drums too, and I became much better at the drums than I did with guitar, but. Uh, wanting to get to the top of the leaderboard and stuff like that, but I hit an age where I was just like, I was getting stressed out about that, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that anymore, and the way I play the game now is I will just load it up, I'll play it for maybe like two or three hours, maybe more if I'm really into it, and I'll just play through the songs, and I won't care about (laughs) getting a higher score, uh, full clearing, anything like that, and it's just kind of like this relaxing experience in a way. But I'm, I'm also practicing songs if I like them, if I think it's cool to get to uh, through a certain section of a song that's really hard. And I don't know, I, I I take a much different approach that's not so disciplined anymore. But at the same time, I'm still spending a lot of time playing the game. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 maybe I'm getting older in my my philosophy is changing, but I I want to hear what Roger has to say about that too. Maybe too. if he's done the same. Yeah, I I like I said before. I think I've gone through kind of different periods of caring about the game competitively for various reasons. Um, you know, getting involved with different social groups or you know changes in in circumstance. Like when first. I moved to California seven years ago, and when I first moved here, there were no DDR machines in the San Francisco area, so I just couldn't play, and it kind of prevented me from taking it seriously. Um, but I, I feel like, yeah, there, there are periods when I have taken it seriously and periods when I haven't, and I think that right now I play DDR every day. I play, I try to play about two hours a day, and that's, you know kind of a lot and I think that right now I'm probably better than I've ever been and I think largely it's due to a kind of renaissance in the community right now because Konami released a version of DDR last year that's the best that it's ever been and I'm taking it really seriously right now but I can definitely see a point maybe in the next couple years when I'm not devoting as much time to it because Really, if if you're taking the competitive aspect of one of these games seriously, what it really means is that you have to devote a large chunk of your time and energy to playing a video game. And there's there's benefits to that, like the, dis- the discipline aspect, where I feel like the better that I get at DDR, the more focus I have with everything else in my life. But also, I don't have quite as much time. Um, and... I'm not really sure where I'm going with this, except to say that with 
like to maybe I'm trying to say something to Trent. Like if mm-hmm. if you're not taking it seriously right now, there don't count it out in the future. Like you 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 might yeah. want to pick it back up, especially if if you're you know having a kind of down down some downtime or or you know something happens in your life that gives you a lot of free time. There are worse things to put time into than obsessive focus on perfection. Um, yeah. It's interesting. But I think that there, there's a lot that I could be doing right now instead of going to the arcade for two hours a day. Um, and I'm right now, I, I, I just, I kind of go through this decision making process with myself every couple days where I'm like, and is this really what I should be doing with my life right now? I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm 30, I'm 31 years old. Should I be, should I be hanging out at Dave and Buster's for two hours a day? Yeah. Uh, and I've reached the conclusion that I'm just going to go with it right now and see how far I can go. Hmm. Um, but I think that there are real arguments against doing that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about it. I just think, I think it's worth doing it's, or else I wouldn't be doing it. It's interesting. Cause like, you know, there's kind of going, or what I'm hearing from you guys going back and forth, like, between sort of like, you know, it's not like, I wouldn't necessarily even say like seriousness and not seriousness. Cause like, even in, so like Trent, when you're describing like non-seriousness, um, it still is like this incredible focus. Right. So like, it yeah. sort of seems to me like it's between competitive and non-competitive and there seems to be kind of this flow, right. Where like sometimes the, competitive, yeah, that's a better way of thinking about it. Yeah. Like the competitive element really like appeals, like Roger, it appeals to you right now, but like, it seems like even in the back of your mind when you're like, well, is this what I should be doing? It's not as if you're asking, like, is the game worth doing, right? It's like, is this experience yeah. worth doing? Um, and so what, that's, like, so interesting to me because I think, and maybe you can you can tell me if, if this is just me, but one of the things that has been sort of a drag about starting, you know, this podcast and this blog and stuff and really taking it seriously um, is that playing video games doesn't count as, and, you know, it's great, like, by and large, I love it, but, like, it also means video games don't count as um, recreation anymore. They count sort of as a job or sort of as something that I'm trying to do for like an end goal, not just like a personal end goal or like perfection on my own terms. Um, And so like, there's a way in which there's like a purity of focus when you're not competitive that is different from the purity of focus when you are competitive. If I'm hearing you guys right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that really just boils down to the amount of time you're willing to put into it. I, I, I think that I assume that Trent's attitude toward it is exactly the same as mine, except, you know, like a, it's probably just a question of time. I was going to say time and interest. And also when there is a, the zeitgeist of the community, uh, like you said, coming together when there's a new game out, there's, definitely something that that can do and rock band has kind of been dead for a little while so when you don't have a a huge community uh and when you don't have the developers supporting the game releasing new songs and and releasing new revisions of the game it's it makes it hard to do it and also like this new console cycle really took a huge hit on rock band too uh, as well because um it was just a mess with transferring all your songs and and buying new instruments and, and new adapters and stuff like that. And it's 
it's kind of a genre that is dying down again, unfortunately. But I don't know. I I, hmm. I hope to see it come back because when it comes back, when there is that culture cultural zeitgeist, uh, it motivates. I find at least it motivates me to like get back into it. You know? Yeah. I think everything like this goes in cycles. Music games, since I've gotten into them, have have kind of come back and left a couple times, and I don't see any reason why it won't <coughs> keep happening like that for the rest of gaming. Yeah, that seems right to me, too. I think, like, there's there's a way in which, you know, I don't know, like, at some point or another, every, every I don't know, five years or so, people seem to get interested in the idea of physicality in video games again, like, like you know, player physicality. Um, and that seems to be when, like, actually... The, the sort of tactile mm-hmm. games become, uh, you know, popular again. So I'm sure that's, I, I think that's probably around the corner, especially in terms of, like, you know, uh, whether or not, like, games are sort of pushing ahead in terms of VR or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I was always afraid that, I remember when the Kinect came out, the Xbox Kinect and Just Dance and games like that came out where, you know, it was reading what your body was actually doing. I, I, I got really afraid. I was like, oh my god, does this mean that all the, all the rhythm games that involve pressing buttons are gonna go away because people are gonna like this instead? But <laughs> what, what ended up actually happening is that people like Just Dance, and that still exists, and also the scrolling buttons games still exist. Yeah. But people have both, and I think, I, I, I just want to say something right. about that to anyone who's thinking. Oh well, the 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 fake guitars or the fake drums might not last forever. I I think that there's there's always going to be a place for this sort of thing. And if there if if people are going if people are going to keep playing, you know, Zelda one or like speed running Mega Man two or whatever for the next twenty years, which they will, then they're going to keep playing Rock Band. They're going to keep playing DDR. It's 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 going to continue forever. Yeah. You already see games like Rocksmith uh, and doing it really well, taking a, an actual real guitar and making a game out of it and and helping you play guitar. But I, I think there's just still something super novel to something that's very accessible like Rock Band. Uh, and it's a, it's a fantastic party game. And I think it's just, yeah, it's going to stick around forever because it's just too fun to not... <laughs> No, and I mean, it goes back to what you were saying before, Trent, about, like, you know, the question about, like, what, a real guitar or a real versus fake guitar, like, that sort of, like, um, dichotomy that people bring up when they want to criticize Guitar Hero or Rock Band. I mean, there's, like, there's a level of abstraction that's pleasurable um, yeah. when when you do that. Like, you know, it's, I could, I'm sure if I wanted to, I could go, like, you know, join the police academy and become a detective or something like that. <laughs> I don't really feel like doing it, but I like playing games where I'm a detective and trying to solve a crime, right? Yeah. So, like, that level of abstraction, the sort of simplification of the world, it doesn't go away with rhythm games. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's also very cool that uh, that is the, like, one and almost only criticism of Guitar Hero and Rock Band, is that it's not a real <laughs> instrument. That's, it's still really fucking fun, and everyone thinks it's fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah. Even purists will tell. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's like it's the same thing with DDR. Where like, I mean, I don't know if you've heard this, Roger, or not. Maybe people are are a little cooler than they were in um, when I started. When I played, it was like I guess it was also 2002. Um, I have a vivid memory of uh, buying my girlfriend a present and then being late 
to the party I was going to to give it to her because I wanted to stop in the arcade with my friend and play DDR um, at the mall. So, uh, but, uh, but I remember like, you know, the main concern about that was being embarrassed, right? Like worrying people would see you or, or laugh at you or something like that. But again, just like with rock band, like what's a fake guitar being embarrassed is like the only legitimate critique I've ever heard. Not legitimate, but the only sort of like repeated critique I've heard of DDR. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The the embarrassment, (laughs) the embarrassment thing for me, I think I, I have a lot to say about that. And honestly, I think that playing DDR in the arcade for hours and hours every day for years and years and years, getting really sweaty, especially as a teenager, like just kind of flopping around like on this machine and looking <laughs> like really ridiculous and getting sweaty <laughs> and just kind of that whole thing. I, I think it really taught me t- to kind of give up self-consciousness in a lot of parts of my life where like I, I stopped caring what I looked like in public. I stopped caring what people thought of me the way I was moving around or, you know, and it, I think it's, it was a really good lesson to learn because, you know, it's, it's good to not feel like you care about what everyone thinks. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there, there, there's just, there's just so much to say about that. The embarrassment. I, I remember people used to used to ask me questions like, "Oh, what?" You know, they, they would see me play, or you know, you get a lot, you get a lot of hecklers, and when you're playing these games in public, course, and yeah. the hecklers come up and they're like, "Hey, man, you you know, are you gonna go dance at the club like that?" <laughs> and like, I remember when I first started playing DDR, I had zero rhythm and I had no coordination. I remember friends would. I, I used to hang out with some people who were a little bit more athletic than I was, and they would they would try to play catch with me or something. They'd throw me a ball, and I wouldn't be able to catch it. But after I got got good at DDR, a lot of those things kind of like magically corrected themselves. I think right. m- mainly just from being able to use my body kind of deliberately. And I remember after getting good at DDR, I really started to like the idea of dancing, and. That was something that when I was growing up, I was terrified of, like like a school dance or something like that. that was, I would I would never do anything like that. But then once I got good at DDR, the idea of like going to raves or clubs or something actually appealed to me. And it's funny that those questions from hecklers asking about like what are you gonna go like step on these buttons at the club or whatever, dude. Like <laughs> those questions actually like the answer to that is yeah, kind of. And I'm so, probably I'm probably better at dancing than you because <laughs> I think about rhythm 24 seven. So know? can you, can you dance now? I think I'm okay. That's, that's, that's pretty interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I guess everyone learns and, and, and evolves in different ways. It's, it's interesting to hear uh, you say how DDR has, has caused some of that stuff. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I I probably don't move my upper body as much as everyone else does. <laughs> you can fucking Irish tap dance like exactly. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, do you guys have any like? Uh, it feels like we're sort of coming to a natural close. But yeah. do you guys have any sort of like uh, final thoughts? Uh, I've really this has been great. This has been super um, helpful for me in a lot of ways. But uh, any sort of final thoughts on rhythm that I, you guys want to 
I do, yeah, I do want to kind of wrap this up with uh, something I wanted to ask Roger. Uh, maybe yeah, let's please. we could go into this probably forever, but let's I, I, I'll I'll try to make it short as well. But um, Roger, you you make music, correct? I, I yeah, think I've, I, seen it. I've I've been trying to teach myself electronic music production over the past few years. It's something I remember when I first got into DDR. I really wanted to make music, and I tried a few times, and every time I would try, I didn't really know anyone else who was doing it, and I didn't I didn't know where to start. But this past time that I started, a few years ago, um, I've, I've just ma- been making steady progress. And, yeah, so to answer your question, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. Uh, yeah. Why'd you ask? Uh, because almost everybody I know who is very into rhythm games is... Uh, a musician, <laughs> like is yeah. into music in some way, and I, I kind of want to know what you think your that relationship between rhythm games and music is for you, and I'll I'll talk about that too once you're done. I I think that I think that you can generalize this to pretty much anything in life, and I think that there's an effect that happens when if you pay attention to some particular thing, if you, if you stare at some particular thing for long enough, you're going to want to know how it works or you're going to want to know how to, how it's made. And I think that happened to me with computers when I was a little kid, I, I was using the computer and I spent so much time on it that I would just wonder how the programs that were running, how they worked. And with, with, uh, DDR, once I started playing DDR, I'm like, oh, wait, like, so these notes that are coming up on the coming up on the screen, they're corresponding to parts of the music. And once I started thinking about that, I'm like, oh, well, you know, if I wanted to make my own music, the steps could be kind of like this. And then it kind of like got me thinking about how the music was structured and how like, you know, the hard parts always like it ramps up the density of notes up until the hard part. And then, you know, that's when the music gets all crazy and stuff like that. And it's, it, it got me thinking about the structure of it and Mm -hmm. how everything related to each other. And once I got onto that line of thought, I was like, okay, I, I, I have to, I have to see if I can do this too. I have to see if I can make music. That's that's cool. Uh, I would say you kind of hit the nail on the head for me too. Um, I, I think I have also like uh, some family relations with with music that were, were kind of unavoidable. But before rhythm games, I almost kind of wrote it off. So I bet it, it has a lot to do with that. But but yeah, I think if if you spend so much time staring at something, you eventually want to know how it works and I, I think that's kind of what kickstarted me into guitar and drums specifically and then into writing music but it's yeah it's cool to see that so many people who started with rhythm games especially those big people on youtube that were all really good are yeah. now making music and playing instruments and it's incredible doing stuff like that it's it's kind of cool yeah, I love it. It's and and the great thing about the music game, the rhythm game scene is that it's it's sort of self-perpetuating in that way where you have or at least for the the more electronic kind of genre games like DDR and Beatmania and, and such what happens is 
that you you literally have players who become so obsessed with the game that they start making the music and then they are obsessed with getting their music into the game. So then they become the artists in the game. And then you have other kids seeing their music and they say, oh, well, this person got their music into the game. I should try to make some music and, and get it into the game, too. And then you just have these other rhythm games that the fans are making that all have each other's music in them. And it's I think it's like it's a really cool kind of self-perpetuating online community that I I think is extremely valuable. And I'm, I'm really glad to be a part of it. Yeah, me too. That's a that's a wonderful note to end on. It's definitely <laughs> like uh, that's great. Unless Roger, unless you had something, I I know I sort of lumped you in with Trent there, but I think that's kind of kind of beautiful. Yeah, I, I I'm not sure if I have anything else important to say other than one thing I really like about competitive music games is the kind of perfection, the the attention to detail that I think before recently didn't really happen with other kinds of games, but now with speedrunning and esports, yeah. I think that same sort of mentality has been carried over to pretty much all kinds of video games. And I, I think that's a really cool thing that's happened. And I honestly I kinda wish that music games had started the esports craze, or I kinda wish that sometime soon we might get music games back into that scene oh, like the idea awesome. of of stadiums being filled yes and and or so you know cool. people to come watch play people play guitar hero or ddr like i think i think that's my dream i uh -huh. I, I really hope that happens and if anyone out there is listening i i hope that you know i hope it would appeal to you and i hope that you can do whatever you can to help make that happen yeah, dude, I, I, that would light the spark. I would go pro. <laughs> I'd be like Absolutely. playing eight hours a day. I'd be like, I'm, get me up there. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well, uh, you guys have anything you want to plug? I I know that's kind of like a weird question, but uh, if you have anything online or anything people should see, or I'll, I'll go ahead and plug my. Go ahead and follow me at Good Boy Trent. I have to double check. Yep, Good Boy Trent. That's what I changed it to. Almost got that. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And, and I'm uh, I'm at Roger Clark, R O G E R C L A R K, on Twitter, and I mainly post about DDR and computers, and uh, yeah, it's it's kind of uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it, but follow me on Twitter. I've never regretted either follows, so you know, and I regret <laughs> lots you. of follows, so. <laughs> Well, thanks you guys for coming on. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, this was this was a blast. So anytime you want to come talk about rhythm games, you're more than welcome. Oh, Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having us. Yeah, of course. Peace.